This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Beware the Redwood Bureau, a secret organization which captures and researches creatures and objects that defy explanation. Their reckless procedures have led to countless innocent lives lost. I am Agent Conroy. I worked for the Redwood Bureau, but I have escaped them to leak their reports to the unsuspecting public. You have the right to know. Redwood Bureau Report 0002, Optus. The miracle of childbirth is one as old as the history of animals themselves. Though painful and dangerous, this act is celebrated across many cultures. Some see this as a milestone in a person's life, often signaling the final herder into maturity and adulthood. This act, while potentially life-affirming, is one of the most dangerous acts a being can partake in. During the 17th and 18th centuries, between 1 and 1.5% of all births ended in the mother's death as a result of exhaustion. Taking into account other complications from the 1700s until 1935, maternal deaths during pregnancy reached a rate of 4 to 5 per 1,000. After 1935 came the help of sulfa antibiotics to prevent puerperal infections. Still, even with the help of antibiotics, pregnancy has remained a dangerous medical act, even until this day. The rates of maternal deaths, however, have decreased due to new medical procedures and an extensive knowledge base of prenatal care. Pregnant individuals can now find help with their questions and concerns at the drop of a hat, whether through a phone call or online chat. 
Appointments can be made for the same day with doctors and other professionals ready to administer the latest in pregnancy care. Report 0002, titled Optus, explores the case of a woman whose prenatal care took a turn for the worse. Used as more of an experiment than actual patient care, Clementine Dooley experienced firsthand the fear of a pregnancy gone wrong. The following contains obtained footage and recordings from Miss Dooley's personal home computer. Optus. I'm scared of shit. I never wanted kids. But well, here we are. For the record, I'm extremely pro-kids. I'm not one of those people that call children crotch goblins or refer to a child itself as an STD. Everyone was a child at some point, so this whole notion of hating kids because they're dumb or underdeveloped just doesn't make any sense to me. Of course they're underdeveloped. They're kids. When I was a kid, I literally thought my mother would drink and drive because she would drink soda while driving. Then I learned that's not what it meant, and I grew as a person. I can think of plenty of adults that never learned from their experiences and thus grew. So I mean, I don't hate kids. I never wanted to be a parent. I never wanted this fucking kid. I liked having sex. Sue me. But the birth control didn't work, and the one-night stand of a father didn't hang around. I don't know how to contact him. I don't even remember his name, so yeah. I don't want this. And if it wasn't for the people at Octus, I wouldn't be going through with it. But they offered to cover all medical expenses and even pay me 250000 bucks. That'll take care of my student loans and be a nice down payment on a house. Who said the American dream was dead? The computer screen finally lights up with my doctor's beaming face. Hello! She beams into her computer camera. Is this Clementine? I nod. Yep. Hi, Dr. Marin. She smiles and nods. That's me, the one and only. Well, there's another Dr. Marin I met one time in Alaska. Great guy. A bit of a talker. I wonder if they're related. She continues. So I assume you received the package. It was marked as delivered by the courier yesterday. Apologies for not being able to meet until today. Things have been hectic in the office. Oh, no worries at all. Is everything okay? I asked. Absolutely. Just lots of paperwork stuff, FDA approvals and whatnot. Which, as our paperwork mentioned, the Octus G1 shot hasn't been approved by the FDA yet. I know you've signed the forms, but we usually like to double and triple check to make sure those who are volunteering for the testing know that it's just that. Testing. She looks down to what I assume are notes. The whole background behind her is filled with books and folders, most with labels I can't even begin to pronounce. Yeah, I'm completely fine with that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the details so far seem to imply that there has been no complications in testing up to this point. Dr. Marin clears her throat. <clears throat> That's correct. Most side effects were very minor, usually having to do with bloating and swelling, which isn't uncommon with pregnancies in the first place. A chuckle escapes my throat. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely nothing new. She goes on. Speaking of, how has your pregnancy been? Any issues you'd like to discuss? We received your file from your primary care physician and the OBGYN, but 
as I'm sure you are starting to learn, I like to get as much information from the source as I can. Has there been anything of worry, any discomfort, anything you haven't disclosed to either of your doctors? No, no, I shake my head. Nothing I haven't talked about with them, if anything. I've probably overshared with them to the point that they don't feel like hearing from me anymore. <laughs> A smile spreads across Dr. Marin's face. Nonsense. Us doctors like to hear as much as we can. He can tell you the serious stuff and not so serious stuff, but we can only do that when we hear it all. Well, I haven't been shy about what my initial plans of the pregnancy were, I said, avoiding eye contact. To terminate it, yes, I saw that in your file, and I just want you to know there is no judgment from my end. Each person that goes through pregnancy is allowed to have their own emotions and choices, free from judgment. She continues taking notes as she talks with me. If only the rest of the world knew that. But yeah, I never wanted to be a parent, and my plan was to terminate this pregnancy, but in all honesty, I could really use the money your team is offering for this situation. Dr. Marin takes the pen she's holding and places it on the table next to her. She looks straight at me through the camera, ignoring her notes. And that's what we're here for, Miss Dooley. We know that it can be quite the ordeal to go through a pregnancy, especially alone. And a lot of our patients aren't interested in parenthood. They never have been, and they never will be. While many other people in the world can look at pregnancy as a miracle, we're here for the ones who might view it as less so. As a... a tragedy? I interrupt. She gives a friendly smile. I wouldn't use that sentiment exactly, but yes, as something they would rather not go through, given the choice. Okay, that makes me feel a little bad, but I just really don't give a shit. I just want to get paid. Still, guess I should stay on good terms with the person signing the check. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so short about it. I just never wanted this. Dr. Marin leans toward the camera. No apology necessary. It's a hard thing to go through, and not everyone wants to. And that's their right, but we here at Octus truly, truly appreciate you going through it for us. There's a silence in the air. She smiles. I try to smile back. God, I don't want to do this. Then, I think about the money. That brings a bit of a smile to my lips. She picks up her pen and goes back to her notes. If it's alright with you, I'd like to go ahead and go over the procedure outlines that were mailed to you. I turn around in my chair and grab the nearby email envelope. Got it. So, you're still in your first trimester, correct? She asks. Yeah, I'm at ten weeks. She makes a note. Good, good. So within this time, the baby has grown from being a fertilized ovum to a fetus of about six centimeters in length. Big changes haven't really happened in your body yet, or should I say noticeable changes. As you're aware, the fetus won't reach full maturity for a while, but prenatal care is very important. Starting healthcare as early as eight weeks pregnant has shown significant positive results for both the mother and the child. I nod along. She uses the terms like fetus, baby, and child interchangeably. I prefer if we just stuck with fetus, but I'm not going to say anything. I don't care about any attachment to this thing inside of me, and I damn sure don't want to be its mother. I'm just the sorry chick who got stuck carrying it. 
Now, inside of the envelope you receive, there should be the Octus G1 drug and administering syringe. I pull the contents out of the envelope and hold the components up in front of the camera. I can feel my eyes go wide as I'm staring at the syringe. Sure, they can't be expecting me to administer this myself. All efforts have gone into the tools and procedures to make self-administration as easy and stress-free as we can. Great. Dr. Marin must have noticed my hesitancy. Miss Dooley, you can call me Clementine, I say. She smiles. Clementine, I know this has got to be a little off-putting, but I assure you both the tools and the drug are very safe. I hold the syringe in front of me. The two-part looks as thick as my finger. The metallic needle glints through the plastic case. A small divot at the end displays the tip in a menacing way. Its pointy end poking like a threat. I've seen that pointing all too often. What do you think you're doing? You got yourself into this? If you weren't ready, then you shouldn't have had sex. All of the criticisms and accusations race through my mind. God, I should have just ended the pregnancy. It's not worth it. Clementine? I finally look away from the syringe and back to Dr. Marin. Are you okay? She asks. I release a gust of a breath I wasn't aware I was holding in. <sighs> yeah, yeah, sorry. It just all started crashing down on me. Dr. Marin reaches toward the screen. She seems like a toucher. If I was in person, she'd probably be patting me on the shoulder right now. It must be instinctual for her. And after remembering we're conversing through screen, she pretends to wipe her camera with her fingertip. I'm not only here for the physical medical stuff. Mental health is just as important. If you ever want someone to talk to, you can always reach out to me. I didn't expect her to be so kind. She really does seem like she cares. I wipe away a tear. Fucking hormones. The rest of the visit is spent going over the administering of the drug and the aftercare of the first 24 to 48 hours after the first injection. It seems the Octus G1 shot is meant to help with fetus development. Dr. Marin throws around some terms and words that sound like they're very important, but the gist of it is pretty simple. Lots of birth defects are developed early in the womb, so the shot has been shown to play a significant part in normal and healthy fetus development. Dr. Marin mentions something about the absorption of nutrients, how the G1 shot helps track this in the mother's body. In other words, you might get really hungry, <laughs> she says, punctuating the statement with a laugh. Pregnancy is already known for strong and often odd appetites, but we have noticed a greater increase in appetite amongst all test subjects. That alone seems to be the one truly consistent side effect. Great, I was already worried about gaining weight, and now that possibility just went through the roof. So I shouldn't worry if I become a ravenous fat lady, I ask. Not at all, Dr. Marin responds. Listen to your body. When it tells you to eat, eat. The doctor goes on for a bit longer, explaining all sorts of steps and procedures in great detail. She even has a PowerPoint on how to administer the shot. This shit is going straight into my abdomen. No finding a vein, just point and shoot. At the end of our meeting, my head pounds with my heartbeat in my ears. I'm prone to anxiety headaches, and they are not fun. I reach the nearby table and dim the lamp next to my laptop. Dr. Marin notices this. Everything all right, Clementine? 
I massage the temple of my forehead with my fingers. Yeah, just a lot of information. She gives a soft smile. I know it can be a bit overwhelming, but I am completely sincere when I say that we here at Octus truly appreciate your working with us. And if you need anything at all, we want you to reach out. Seriously, anything at all, day or night, just ping us through the app on your PC or phone, and we'll respond within five minutes. I nod and thank her. It's our pleasure, she responds. Now, go get some rest. I log off the computer, but rest is the last thing on my mind. The syringe sits on the desk, waiting to be used. I pull out the brochure that came with it, just to make sure I'm not missing anything. Between that and all the information Dr. Marin passed on to me in our meeting, I feel like I could do this blindfolded. That doesn't make me any more happy about it. I follow the instructions exactly. Wash and dry the area. Use the provided alcohol wipe to sanitize the injection location. Remove syringe from packaging and insert tip into provided Octus G1 vial. Extract supplement by pulling on plunger of syringe until fluid is at top black line. Remove syringe from vial. Next is the injection. I hold the syringe above my stomach. There's no way anyone would know that I'm pregnant unless they asked, and the people that do ask are assholes. I've learned never to ask someone if they're pregnant unless you can see a head poking out from between their legs. And even then, you might want to think twice. God, I'm not looking forward to gaining this weight. The needle tip drips down onto my stomach. If this were a film, that would have been the stereotypical tension shot. The needle just hovering slowly, dropping a single drop of G1 out of its tip. Okay, I can't sit here forever. I inject the needle into my abdomen. It does not feel good. I've never been the biggest fan of shots, but this thing stings like a wasp on steroids. Did I do something wrong? Did I not clean the area properly? Why the fuck do they have us doing this shit ourselves? I take a few deep breaths to relax, let the anxiety wash over me and drift away. I've already got the poking part out of the way, let's just fucking do this. I press the end of the syringe and the drug disappears from the syringe. At first, I feel nothing. Then, it's warm. A bit tingly. It's really not that bad. I fully depress the plunger on the syringe and wait a few seconds. 20 seconds, to be exact. That's what the brochure says. I remove the syringe, use the provided cotton swab to clean up, and place a band-aid over the injection site. That wasn't so bad. I dispose of the packaging and stand in the middle of my living room. I don't know what I expected to happen, but now that it's over and I feel fine, I'm just confused. What am I supposed to do now? I don't know why I let myself get so worked up. It wasn't as bad as I imagined it would be. Nothing ever is. I wonder if the rest of the pregnancy will be like this. If the birth will be like this? Me going crazy thinking it's going to be the worst thing in the world and then it just happening and everything being fine. I wonder if the side effects are really that intense too. I... Nope. They are. I'm hit with this sudden wave of hunger. One like I haven't eaten all day. Pretty sure I had a snack like two hours ago, but god, it feels like I haven't eaten in the past 24 hours. I make my way to the kitchen and open the fridge. Definitely looks like the average single girl's fridge. 
I really should have gone shopping before all of this. I mean, I never really go shopping anyways, but I really, really should have. The only thing in my fridge besides some ketchup and soy sauce is a half jar of grape jelly. I'm almost positive I have some peanut butter too. And I do. The only thing I don't have is bread. I check the rest of the cupboard behind the bags of tea and expired rice and find some crackers. Five minutes later, I've devoured the whole sleeve of crackers, along with the grape jelly and crunchy peanut butter. I scoop the remaining bits of peanut butter out with my index finger. My stomach has gone from hunger to pain. Did I eat too fast? It wasn't even that much. I lay down on my couch with my hands wrapped around my bloated gut. That stuff wasn't that high in sodium, so I shouldn't be this bloated. Oh, pregnancy sucks. After 15 minutes, the pain finally subsides and is again replaced with hunger. Okay, I'm not going to eat as fast this time. I can just relax and order some takeout. I'm on my phone scrolling through all sorts of closed Mexican and Chinese places and finally find a place that's still open. I try not to order too much, but I can't help it. Every single thing I look at looks appetizing. I settle for some egg drop soup, crab wontons, salt and pepper calamari, chicken fried rice, and kung pao chicken. 45 minutes later, it's at my place and I'm taking slow, purposeful bites, praying that I don't get another stomach ache. But this stuff shouldn't be acting this fast, should it? I don't want to be the crazy pregnant lady that calls their doctor at all hours, but I feel like this situation is a bit different. Most pregnant people probably tell themselves that, though. I don't care. I grab my phone and ping Dr. Marin on the app. My thumb leaves grease spots on the touchscreen. I wipe it on my shirt, and when I pull it away, Dr. Marin's face is on the screen. She beams as she stares at me through the camera. Clementine, how are you, my sweet? I speak in between bits of cream cheese and crab. I feel okay, and I'm super hungry. Does the drug have any effect that quickly? She laughs. <laughs> yep, that's to be expected. I wasn't kidding when I said it'll make you hungry. We've had reports of patients being hungry within five minutes of administering the supplement. Oh, I say. Yeah, I'm just another overacting patient. How do you feel, though? I take a bit of Kung Pao chicken. Mm. I feel okay. I mean, I was pretty hungry immediately after the injection and pigged out on some crackers and PB&J. But I think I may have eaten too fast because I felt bloated and had stomach pains afterwards. She takes a note while nodding. Uh-huh. And the pain has subsided? Yeah, I say. It went away after a bit and... I was hungry again, so I ordered some Chinese. Dr. Marin smiles. Oh, now you're making me hungry. Oh, I love a good wonton. I hold up a crab wonton for display and take a bite. Mm. Me through. I say through a mouth of cheese. Well, eat as much as you can, but try not to eat so quickly. There's nothing wrong with listening to your body to fuel it, but we don't want to fuel it too fast, she says. Was there anything else, Clementine? No, that's it, I say. I'm really sorry to have bothered you. She shakes her head. Nonsense! As I've explained, we are here for you, day or night. Please, don't hesitate to reach out. I end the phone call and finish my food. The bloating is back. 
My stomach swells again, the pain returning. I really didn't think I ate too fast this time. It's exhausting. I hit the lights in the living room and make my way to the bedroom. I kick my clean pile of clothes over to my dirty pile of clothes and lay down on the bed. I can feel the digestion in my body. God, it feels like the food is coursing its way through me. There's no way I'm going to be able to sleep if this shit keeps up. I stumble back out to the living room, grab the brochure, and make my way back to my bedroom. I plop down on the bed and hold the brochure up against the light. Okay, good. It says I can take other medications as needed. It only interferes with SSRIs, and I'm not on any of those. I grab some melatonin on my bedside table, take a few pills, and lay back on the bed, staring up at the dark ceiling. I've never been one for really pigging out in the past, so it must just be my body trying to acclimate. I lean over on my side, cradling my gut and drift off to sleep. The drowsiness must be getting to me, because I swear I feel something kick right before I pass out. Nope, I didn't imagine anything. Warning and signal interruption detected. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Signal connection restored. I wake up three hours later with my stomach engorged. This isn't normal. This isn't bloating. What the fuck is going on? It's not the food. It's not my body. It's something else. It can't be the baby. I'm not even into my second trimester yet. 
I sit up in my bed and stare down at my stomach. Something moves under the skin, poking through like a rat trapped inside a balloon. God, it fucking hurts! This isn't normal. This isn't supposed to happen. I grab my phone and ping Dr. Marin. It's 2 a.m., but she said any time, day or night. To my surprise, she answers in less than a minute. I guess she can see the pain or worry on my face because she's immediately asking me if I'm all right. No, I'm not all right. Something is wrong with my fetus. I've got swelling going on, but it isn't normal swelling. I think the fetus is growing, I say. Then I point the camera down to my belly. Dr. Marin consults her notes. Are you fucking kidding me? Clementine, everything will be all right. Is the address we have on file for you correct? She reads off my address, but I cut her off. Yes, it's correct. How do you think I got the fucking package? She talks to someone off screen. Octus G1 Alpha, I need a team to the address on file of one Clementine Dooley. Sending file now. What's going on? I yell at my phone. Clementine, don't worry. We have specialists on the way. What are you talking about? Send a goddamn ambulance or something. We're faster. Trust me. She stays on the phone with me for the next few minutes. I keep saying I won't make it. My stomach literally looks like it's growing right before my eyes. I slap myself a few times, thinking I'll just wake up. Clementine, don't hurt yourself. Relax. It's okay. Just breathe, Dr. Marin orders. Breathing isn't going to help. I need someone to get this thing out of me now. My stomach looks stretched, paper thin. I guess when pregnancy happens over time, it's slow enough to let the body adapt. But this isn't slow. This is happening right now. Bumps and protrusions poke out from my stomach. It feels like it's going to burst out of me. What the hell did you give me? I scream. It's a completely safe supplement, Clementine. This reaction must be something else. Bullshit! What the hell else would cause this? I knew I shouldn't have signed up for this. I knew I should have just gotten the abortion. I didn't want this. Clementine, it's okay. You're going to make it. Just breathe. Dr. Marin repeats. But I can't focus on anything else. I just feel the pain from my stomach branching everywhere. Into my chest. Through my arms. Down to my feet. I brace myself on the nearby table to try to stand up. Something hits the ground below me with a soft, wet thud. I look down. On the carpet below me is a wet spot that looks like urine combined with blood. I notice a trail of dark red blood streaming down my legs and thighs. I immediately feel lightheaded. Outside my window, I can hear what sounds like the blades of a helicopter. Dr. Marin says something on the phone. I can't hear her. What? I ask, trying to hone in on her voice. But everything has become distant, far away. I fall to the floor, my phone bouncing on the carpet and escaping my hands. Clementine, are you all right? Can you hear me? I can hear her, barely. But I feel so weak. I just want to go back to sleep. Something is stretching inside of me. A team of uniformed medical professionals come into my bedroom. One of them speaks into a walkie-talkie. Another kneels down next to me. Hey, sweetie, can you tell me your name? I mutter. Clementine. And can you tell me when your due date is? I'm... I'm ten weeks. I'm cut off by a scream. It's no one else's. It's mine. I can't take it anymore. Something is growing inside of me. 
Get it out! Get it out! I yell in between my screaming. I can sense everyone gathering around me. I hear flesh tearing, bones crunching. My ears and mouth are filled with screams. I look down at my stomach. A hand bigger than mine sticks out of it, covered in a dark velvet coat of liquid. I gasp for air and feel myself stop screaming, but the noise doesn't stop. The team around me yells in confusion. I'm so tired. I feel one more jerk inside of my stomach, and then blackness. The case of Clementine Dooley was reported to officials as death in childbirth. Miss Dooley died that night, and her child two hours after. The child was described as being grown to toddler age at the time of birth. In the following two hours, the child grew exponentially in size and then seemingly died of natural causes. The Octus Corporation has since been terminated. The Bureau recovered a sample of the Octus G1 supplement and continues further research on this drug. When Dr. Marin's whereabouts were reported as unknown, she was confirmed to be employed under a new name at the Redwood Bureau. It is uncertain what benefits this drug may provide the world, but with it now in the hands of the Bureau, the consequences will remain a mystery. I'm Josh Tomar, host of Redwood Bureau. Thank you for listening. Redwood Bureau is a horror fiction podcast and part of the EerieCast podcast network. For more dreadful terrors, follow Redwood Bureau on Spotify and iTunes, and check out our other podcasts like Unexplained Encounters and Freaky Folklore on your favorite podcast platform. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch under username Tomamoto, T-O-M-A-M-O-T-O, and my voiceover is featured in a wide variety of your favorite video games, anime, and other animated shows. Until next time, don't forget, this world is a strange one. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.